Welcome back to episode 26 of Jukes and Jumpers. It is now January 25th, Monday. Two weeks is a Super Bowl. I'm pretty pumped for it. Oh, yeah. Me too. But we're going to take a break from all the playoff talk and NBA rankings and blah, 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 blah. Because no one cares right now. And it's getting boring to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do hot takes tonight. That's it. Yep. Just hot takes all night. Like hot Cheetos. Exactly. Hot Cheetos tonight. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hot Cheetos and ghost peppers. Perfect. All night. Yes. But yeah, let's get into it. Okay, before we get in to talking about our hot takes, I was thinking about this question, and I was thinking about in two months, it's going to be spring break, okay? Mm-hmm. And a year ago, spring break, I got back from spring break, and we went to Target, and there was no toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were like four rolls left, uh-huh. and my mom's like, yeah. Call Colin, because what if they want toilet paper? And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. I should probably do that. And we called you, and I want to know what your past 10 months have been like going from vacation to vaccination. 10 months, because you've been bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want to okay. know. I legitimately want to know, like, what have you been doing? Okay. And well, I think it would be interesting for, like, everyone to hear. Okay, well, I was not expecting this, but um, I don't know. It's been a eventful and very uneventful 10 months. Yeah, um, I, I can second that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I got back from vacation. Um, I don't like, and <laughs> I just remember you dropped that toilet paper off at my house that <laughs> yeah, one day. <laughs> that was like the last time I saw you, Yeah, like for, physically for like, like two three, months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, like during quarantine... Um, I don't know. I think a lot of us were pretty bored from like the end of March to like, I don't know, halfway through May. Yeah. Even all of May May. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a lot of Fortnite. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Dude, our, our weekly schedule was literally wake up at one or two in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. eat a ton of shit food the rest of the day. Oh yeah. Just garbage. No diet, nothing. Yep. Shit food the rest of the day. Get on Fortnite at eight and literally play until three Dude. every single night. Like we did that for two and a half months. You know how many times I saw the sun come up? <laughs> dude, it was insane. Oh it man. It was crazy. Yeah, dude. It was like that until sometime in June, like I don't know, middle of June, um, when we went uh to the rope swings in Crosby. That was like the first time I really got to hang out with friends in yep. a long time. Yep. Um, and I, <laughs> I remember that night we stayed up till like 5 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Um, Yo, yeah. Because didn't you come over the night before? Because, yeah, yeah. You came over the night before because that was like the one time your parents would like let you have a sleepover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we stayed up till 5, oh. woke up at noon, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then went to the rope swings at like one or two or something. Oh man, we uh, were just dead. We were dead just, that whole day. <laughs> yeah. I was just, and then we we drove all the way to Target, yep. bought melatonin, uh-huh. went home, and went to bed at like seven. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that was that oh, was funny. Man. I think I slept for like fourteen hours after that. <laughs> yeah, dude, same. <laughs> but oh man, yeah. I mean, that was a that was mainly my spring. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then summer, I guess, I don't know, um, I got to hang out with friends some more, um, weekly Wendy's trips, weekly Wendy's trips, yeah, um, that goes along with eating shit food, basically, yeah, pretty much, (laughs) um, but yeah, I don't know, cases weren't super high, um, my parents got more comfortable, I don't know, yeah, it wasn't the best summer, but it it wasn't bad. Yeah, I it's guess. like we made the best of it. We started this podcast, exactly. So you yeah. could come over once a week for that. Yeah, I know. Like that's that, an excuse. <laughs> I know. Like I I think back and I'm like, wow. We like say in like ten years we're gonna be like, we started this podcast <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Wow. Like just because we were bored, and we were like. Well, let's not waste our time. Mm-hmm. Let's do something that we've always wanted to do. We've always wanted to talk about sports yep. publicly. Yep. And then we've always wanted to make videos. Like, dude, we've been making videos oh forever. If you guys go online and find a video called The Robbery, yeah, it was might. our first movie production ever in, like, third grade. Yeah, like, you might have to do some serious digging if you want to find it, but I think it's on... I don't know what cha- it's on my channel. I think. Yeah, but isn't it on like your school channel? Yeah, like it, m- it might be under Twenty One C on. Yeah, dude, it but, was like oh, our first video ever, and it's like we've crazy. we've been making videos forever. Mm-hmm. We made horror movies. That robbery one was like a knockoff James Bond. Yep. Because we were in love with James Bond at the time. Yes. Oh man. It's just like now. Let's just take this. I mean, we're seventeen years old. We're getting to the age where it's like okay, we actually got to like do something. Yeah, like, I like, don't know. Like, we have, we're, there's no reason not to be productive now. It's like we have cars. We have, like, yeah, exactly. we have money that we can purchase stuff with. Exactly. And we've already wasted three months playing Fortnite. So yeah. <laughs> might as yeah, well like, do something productive. That was, like, one of the thought processes behind it. It's mm-hmm. like we've wasted three months doing nothing. Yeah. And it's like everyone else is doing nothing right now. Right. Let's go do something. Exactly. No matter what it is. Like, Let's start a podcast no matter no matter how bad it was at the start. Yeah, I know. Let's make videos no matter how silly we look or anything <laughs> like that. It's like they were fun. Exactly. And it was enjoyable to make. Yeah, it's fun and like we're getting better at it each time we yeah. do it. And it's like you know? leading us on to something else bigger, hopefully, for the future. Exactly, yeah. So. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. I'm so glad we did that, though. <laughs> that That's literally like, that's why I wanted to ask you that question because mm-hmm. it was like, background of like how this whole thing got started yeah exactly how just how bored we were and like we were on vacation and now we're in the following january almost february and we got vaccinations out yeah almost a year later yeah pretty much that's crazy (laughs) i think it's crazy though but it's like how many months until we're a year into this podcast uh like five five months yeah something Uh, like that we're gonna be famous by then oh dude yeah no doubt definitely all right (laughs) first hot take of the day what do we got okay okay first of all do we want to talk about the pelicans we do want to talk about the pelicans okay yeah um so remember i want to say like two or three episodes ago no it was not two or three it was like four or five when you said pelicans (laughs) were gonna be a three seed pelicans were gonna be then three seed in the West. Okay. <laughs> Looking at their roster alone, minus the chemistry, because they have zero chemistry, but mm-hmm. I'll get into that. Their roster alone, Eric Bledsoe they picked up. <clears throat> they got Lonzo. They got Zion. Brandon Inger, a most improved player. A huge, huge addition. 
gosh damn. Um, Steven Adams. I mean, when you look at that starting five, you're like, wow, there's a lot of talent there. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent on that starting five. It's like, how do you not put them in the top five seeds at least at the start of the year? Right. But now as I progressively keep watching their games, I'm like, the chemistry's not there. The team doesn't work together well. Like, they have a good roster, but the, the dynamic doesn't work. You think about a team like the Raptors. Like, their roster is garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, they're garbage. They started off, like, 1-9, 2-9, something like that. Like, they yeah. were bad. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. But it's like they've built chemistry over time, and they're starting to play well together, and they can beat good teams. Like, they beat the Pacers last night. Mm-hmm. It's like if the Pelicans can get the chemistry down, they can come back. And, like, make it in the playoffs and make, like, a big run in the playoffs. Oh, definitely. But, like, the Pelicans have been struggling with this for years. It's just their chemistry issue, you know? Like They Brandon, have all the talent. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I don't know, Brandon Ingram, great player, tries to do too much on his own. Mm-hmm. Zion Williamson, great player, tries to do too much on his own. Yep, you know? I agree. Um, it's, the same, it's the same deal. Um, uh, do you think they're going to, like, um, turn their season around. Not this year. They can. They have the potential, but not this year. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Yeah. I think they're going to trade Lonzo before the trade deadline or just let him go in general. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't fit. No. He's more of a running gun. He's good in the open floor. Like, if, if, if it's an open floor, he's one of the best open floor players I've ever watched since high school. Yeah. They oh, ran yeah. all over teams with their big three of ball brothers. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. They just ran over teams with open floor and got layups and threw it to their big guys and got dunks. Mm-hmm. But And he did that in U, at UCLA a bit, too. Oh, yeah. But now when it comes down to the, like, the slow pace that the Pelicans play with Steve Van Gundy's system, because he's always had a slow pace. It's like he just does not fit there. I know. And I think Steve Van Gundy needs to he needs to play to his team's strengths and not play to how he wants to play. Right. Like I don't know, that's the sign of a not like not super skilled coach, you know? Yep. Like not only do players have to adjust, adjust to the coaching style, but the coaches have to adjust to the play style. Exactly. You know? It goes both ways. Exactly. It's a two-way relationship. It's mm-hmm. not one way. Mhm. Like yeah, it just it doesn't work. Yeah, Steve Van Gundy needs to go, or they need to get rid of some players. Yeah, to uh, run Steve Van Gundy's system. Stan yeah. Van Gundy. I keep saying Steve. It's Stan, right? S- S- There's a brother um, too who who does yeah. like commentating. Uh-huh. I don't know. One of the Van Gundys. <laughs> Van Gundy. Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's actually Gandhi, the second coming of Gandhi. Ooh. Van Gandhi. <laughs> Van Gandhi. That's a, t- that's a take for, uh, for another time. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's our next hot take? Okay, so this one, this one you said, Justin Jefferson is the best rookie wide receiver in, in history. History, yeah. Okay, here's my, here's my thought process behind this. They had no off-season training camps. They had no training camps in general and no preseason. They were learning plays straight off an iPad. Mm-hmm. I think most NFL players are visual learners. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. They have to do the play to lock it in. Yeah, they need to do the play to, like, actually, like, not a visual learner. What is it? Um, Kinetic, is it? Yeah, kinetic learner, something like that. Like, they need to do the play and rerun it and keep doing it. Mm -hmm. These dudes were learning. He, like, he learned it straight from an iPad and brought it onto the field 
like he was a six-year vet. Yeah, that's crazy. If you think about it, how much better could he have been, like, if he would have had a preseason and then, like, actual training camps? Because he already broke the rookie wide receiving yards record. Mm -hmm. Like, how much better could he have been if he had a preseason? Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. He got the rust off in the preseason Mm -hmm. and just came out and balled week one. Because he didn't ball out until his fifth week against the nah, third week. Third week against the Titans. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. like he could have broken all the rust off. He could have been oh, amazing man. week one, and I think he would have broke that record even further. I think he could have got to 1,700 yards. Oh, he could have. Because like, he didn't even really play the first two games. Yeah. So I don't know. I would have to agree, to agree with this take. And the thing is, Justin Jefferson is doing all this, breaking all these records with a mediocre quarterback. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? I mean, Kirk Cousins gets all of his stats in garbage time. Or a <laughs> yeah. good amount of them. That's yeah. why he's top yeah. five in every stat line. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, the first six games of the year, he got most of his stats in garbage time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, I mean, Just, like, I don't know. scoring when, uh, <laughs> when they put their second string defense yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, they put their backups in. But, yeah, that's that's that hot take. All right, let's see what we got next. Um, okay, this one's mine. Um, the James Harden trade was bad for the Nets. So my thought process on, on this. So don't get me wrong. This is like an insane big three um, on the Nets right now with Kyrie, Katie, and Harden. Yep. Um, and, sure, they might go out and score 120 points a game. Um, but the, they – by trading away Jared Allen, they ha- now have no interior defense whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So even if they go out and score 120 points a game, they might let up 120 points a game as well. Yeah, like hit like against the the Cavaliers twice. They mm-hmm. went out and scored 120, 135, but the Cavs put up 140. Exactly. It's like yes. Defense matters a lot more than people think in the NBA. Oh, yeah. People are just like, oh, let's get a whole scoring squad together and go score 135 points a game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Cavaliers are just as worthy to go out and score 141 <laughs> on any given night when exactly. there's no defense. Well, yeah. Especially, especially, when the, especially when the Cavs are, the, like, the number one rated defensive team in the league right I know, now. I know. Like, <laughs> and it, yeah, and when they have strong interior threats like Jared Allen and Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, Larry Nance. Yes. Like, you got those guys in there, and they're just going to kill you in the paint. I think the Nets' best interior defender is Kevin Durant. Honestly, yeah. Because DeAndre Jordan, he was out of the lineup two weeks ago. He was, like, getting three minutes a game. Oh, Jared yeah, Allen was that. getting all the minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like now they're throwing him out there. He's, like, 30-something years old. and Gosh. Yeah. Got gray, gray hair coming in. And, like, oh, man. And not only, not only that, not only the defensive issue, but, like, Kyrie, Katie, and Harden are all ISO scorers. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and, like, Kyrie, when he played with LeBron, he learned to share the ball, right? Yeah. And that helped him a lot. Same with KD on the Warriors, you know? Yeah. He realized that he didn't have to do it all himself. But Harden has he, never done that, you know? Eh, he did not OKC a bit. Yeah, but his, that was his, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but even with, like, Russell Westbrook on his team, Harden was still the guy. That's you know? true. Um, and I don't know. I'm just worried about, like, chemistry issues with yeah. that, you know? But, I mean, they're all 
coming out and scoring a lot. Right. I'll right, give them that. Right. They they were playing pretty well together. Yeah. But it it screwed their youth by getting rid of Karis LeVert oh. and Jared Allen, where they're like two, like they're up and coming. Two of the most underrated players. Learn in from the KD. Learn from Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Take a good approach this year. Maybe go get it next year when they're a year older. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think they just lost a lot of what they had and a lot of potential that they had. I know. Because I think they could have done it with Kyrie and KD right. alone, and I didn't think they need James Harden. Exactly, and they gave up a lot for James Harden. So many picks. <laughs> they gave up all their youthful players right now and mm-hmm. all their youthful players in the future. So if this big three doesn't work out, the Nets are... Oh, they might be screwed. They're screwed for the next four years, <laughs> Yeah, five until years. they get picks back. <laughs> yeah, until they get picks back and start rebuilding again. Yeah, uh, I'm just... I'm so interested to see how, how they're going to do yeah. it, like in the playoffs, you know? And how it all plays out. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. It's not looking hot right now, especially with back-to-back losses to the Cavs. Yeah. Yikes. All right. And then I think our next hot take is the Cavs. Yeah. Okay, Cavs so will make the playoffs. So I said Cavs will make the playoffs. So you got the backcourt of Sexland, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. I think that's a very solid, youthful backcourt for the future. Oh, yep. They're both so good. And then you can put Isaac Okoro like they did the other night because Darius Garland was out. Mm-hmm. So they put Sexton at the one, Okoro at the two, and I don't know who they had at the three. Do you know? Oh, C.D. Osman. Uh, Osman, yep. C.D. Osman at the three, Larry Nance, and then Drummond. Yeah. That's a like a solid starting five. They're all very developed players. Sexton's only in his third year, second year. Second year. He's in his second year. He is a top five defensive guard in the league. Oh, dude, he's one of the best two-way players. Ex- yeah, right now, like his defense is unmatched almost mm-hmm. right now as, as a guard. As a guard, right, right. I'm not saying other positions, but as a guard. Yeah, yeah. And then you, so that's their starting lineup now with Garland out. Say Garland comes back, maybe he doesn't get back into the rotation right away. He might even be back now. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know when he was supposed to get back. So say you put Garland in for Okoro. Then you got Okoro, a defensive monster, coming off the bench, mm-hmm. a rookie. He's only just a rookie, too, and he's yeah. a defensive monster. And you got Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a lot of defense where you need it because yeah. Okoro can guard the three. Oh, yeah. He's a great He's got defender. the length to guard the three. He's got the length to guard one through three, and Allen can guard four through five. So it's like you got two good defenders out there. Your starting lineup needs some rest. They're, they're not going to score very many points with their second strings, mm-hmm. the other team's second strings. And then the Cavs starter is going to come back in and put up a bunch of points again. Andre Drummond's the best rebounder in the league. I don't see how they don't make it to the playoffs. Right, yeah. Because what? Are, do you know where they're ranked now? Uh, Five, six. Yeah, no, I... I let me check. Yeah, I, they they have to make the playoffs. Um, But it's a tight race in, in both conferences right now. Yeah. But I think the Cavs will sneak in and make the playoffs for sure. Definitely. That's that's my hot take. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going off of that, another one we had is uh, um, Colin Sexton is making a serious case for most improved player. Yep. Okay, so they're the six-seed at 8-8 eight and eight right behind Brooklyn. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It's looking good for the Cavs. Yeah. Colin Sexton, most improved player. Do you know what his points per game were last year? I'm, I'm going to look it up. I don't know, but he's improved a lot. Yeah. On both ends. Um, and he was already a defensive monster last year, and he yeah. one-upped himself this year. 
Yeah, but that'd be insane. Like a, a two a second year player already getting most improved. That would be nuts. And if he third year. Thir- this third is year. third year. Okay. Okay. Rookie year, he scored sixteen point seven, which is really good for a rookie. Jeez. Last year he scored twenty point eight and this year twenty five point five. Wow. That's and insane. A steal and a half this year, four assists, three rebounds. 80% from the line, 40, no, 45% from three hmm. with seven and a half attempts per game. Wow. That's crazy. Those, That's crazy. Those are some good stats. He's, he's on his way to doing 50, 40, 90 mm-hmm. as a third-year player. Yeah, that's crazy. And, like, if he, if he keeps this up, like, uh, if he keeps doing what he's been doing. Oh, he's, he's going to be a star. Yeah. All-star maybe oh. this year. That'd be nuts. Because I was, I was watching this thing that Charles Barkley or maybe Kenny the Jetsmith said the other night. And it was like there's five things that make like a top NBA player. Mm-hmm. You need two of them to be an all-star. You need three of them to be a superstar. And you need four of them to be a Hall of Famer. And five of them, the only, he said the only person who's had all five is like Michael Jordan. And it was like leadership, good points per game determination and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about Donovan Mitchell, and they're like, Donovan Mitchell only has two of them. And then that's when – because that's when Shaq said the other night, I was watching that live, he's like, I like your game, but you're just not there yet because mm-hmm. you don't have a couple things. And, and right. Donovan Mitchell's like, well, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, I'm going to get there. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I've been underrated my whole life. Like, <laughs> and but, Now Donovan Mitchell's only going to use that as motivation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been underrated since his rookie year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think Colin Sexton's on his way. I'm, I'm going to look up what those five things were that they said. Yeah. But to getting the, the the pieces that he needs to be a superstar, he's almost there. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. he's He has so much potential. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Um. Now, you, <laughs> you said that the Raptors will be a four seed. In the playoffs. Possibly a four seed. Yeah, possibly a four they, seed. They can be a four seed. They can <laughs> Anyone be can seed. be a four seed. <laughs> well. Maybe not the Pistons. Or, or the, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves but <laughs> or the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> they might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> I really screwed that one up. Oh, gosh. Um, but, yeah, I think the Raptors coming off. Kyle Lowry's getting older. They're trying to make a transition. They kind of started to figure it out on Kyle Lowry getting less minutes and Fred Van Vliet getting more minutes mm-hmm. and figuring out how that works with the rest of the lineup. And I don't know. I just think with a great coach like Nick Nurse, he's in like his third or fourth season with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, like they could – I can see them being a four seed. Like I can see – like they started off two and nine or something like that. Or yeah. three and nine. something horrible. Yeah, and they've won their past four games. It's like, oh, okay, they beat the Pacers last night. They play the Pacers again tonight. It's like, oh, okay, like if they're beating the Pacers, they're the third seed in the East right now. It's like, all right, well, you can make a case for them moving the way up the ranks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're they're the ninth seed right now, so they're one game out of the playoffs yeah. at this point, but we're, like, barely into the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. There's so many more games to be played. And um, it's weird. Sorry, I just interrupted no, it's you. Fine, it's fine. But 
The Raptors always seem to make a silent run in the middle of the season, and no one talks about it <laughs> until they've won like their 15th game in a row, and they've done this for like the past four years. I went back and did some research. They've done this for like the past four years where they've just won like random streaks in the middle of the like in the middle of the season. Huh. Like there was like it was like 12, 13, 11 and then it was like 15 or 16 games last year. Wow, that's like they just make silent runs in the middle of the year. Huh. And like last year they were the 3 seed, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So it's like how could you not make a case for them being the 3 seed again with the same roster? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I you know what? I could definitely see it just because like they've they had a bad start. Um, but it's still early, and they're starting to turn their season around already. Yep. Um, and if they keep on this track, you know, they could win on 50, 60 games, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I could see it. I yeah. could definitely see it. Yeah. All right. What was our next one? Okay, let's see. All right. I don't want to talk about this one too much because I don't have a whole lot of information to back it up. But <laughs> Oh, is it? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> hitting this shit. Um... Okay, Aaron Rodgers is a top two quarterback of all time. Yeah, this was your hot take, so I know you go right away. Let's hear what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I was just trying to come up with stuff. I don't have a lot to say, but um, I'm gonna say big no. Don't get me wrong. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Oh yeah, with but the like, um, we've seen like I've watched Aaron Rodgers Rodgers play basically my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, he just Sadly. makes it, he just makes it happen on the offensive side every single game basically. But he never comes up when they need it the most. Right, right. Ever. Um, yeah, and like obviously there's a case to be made about their defense. And I know you're saying they had like three picks in the game uh, yesterday, um, but they like so their defense was really good. But also really bad, you know. Like, of course, uh, um, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Kevin King. Well, yeah, Kevin King. Who's the Who's the good? Jair Alexander. Yeah, Alexander. Like, he played a great game, but Kevin King freaking sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Bad. There's like, I don't know. There's multiple factors going into the Packers not winning a lot of these games. Um, but what? you can also make a case for. They got the pick, okay? They got the pick, the first pick with Jair Alexander on like the twenty-something yard line, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers went three and out, right then and there, three right. and out. It was like twenty-three, twenty-eight. It's like, oh, if they go and score here, okay, they got the lead. Mm-hmm. Three and out. Tom Brady gets the ball back again, throws another pick. Mm-hmm. They get the ball, and I think it was like the forty or something. Three and out. Right. Again, yeah. they could have had the lead twice, and they blew it. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers blew it. Yeah, um, but part of that is just good defense, too, you know? It's not like Aaron Rodgers was just throwing these awful passes, you know? Um, yeah, but Brady was throwing awful passes, and they won. <laughs> right, right. They won with three. I mean, Tom Brady threw three touchdowns, three picks. Mm-hmm. you got to think of, like, Tom Brady's just the GOAT. Yeah. Flat out. Undisputed. He's the best football player in NFL history. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, another thing I have to say. Do you see all those stats coming up today? Now it's like the stat that I said last week about Steph Curry and Tom Brady. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now they're all over social media. Yeah. Everywhere. Dude, I'm like, that's okay, crazy. I like, already called that. If Tom Brady plays another season and goes to the Super Bowl again. 50%. 50%. Yeah, I know. That that's is crazy. nuts. 
That yeah. is insane. I don't know. I, I don't think you can make a case for Tom Brady being the best, or Aaron Rodgers being the second best quarterback. I think you can make a case for Drew Brees. No, you you put Drew Brees over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, dude, they have the same amount of Super Bowls and NFL or NFC championships won, which is just one Super Bowl, one NFC championship, and Drew Brees is better in every single stat line. But is Drew Brees the Hail Mary King? <laughs> no, not at all. Zero, zero percent <laughs> Hail Mary King. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It'll. I just. I'm just curious to see like where Aaron Rodgers and the Packers organization goes from here on out. Yeah, I don't. That's the question now. I feel like, especially in the interview last night, mm-hmm. he said something about like, I don't know what my future holds or something like that. Yeah, he said that basically about the whole Packers team. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's future is set in stone. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, should we move on? Yeah. What's next? Okay. Um. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is a top three shooting guard in the NBA. This is one you found online. Yeah, so I saw a TikTok about this of this dude rating flip flops, rating like his top his top three shooting guards in the NBA right now, um, and he put like I want to say James Harden, Paul George, and then Donovan Mitchell, and this uh, this triggered me because I know Donovan Mitchell should not be in the top three. Okay, who do you have in your top three? I would have James Harden, Paul George, and um, Devin uh, Booker. You wouldn't have Devin Booker or Bradley Beal instead of Paul George? Um, ah, I guess we're saying right now. So, okay, I'm going to move Paul George to, like, my four, and I'll put Bradley Beal in there and, you know, C.J. McCollum. I, I had a Booker. Actually, no, C.J. McCollum's a, having an underrated year. Okay, so yeah. just go one through five. Okay. Who you got? Okay, James Harden. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> okay, so James Harden first. Um, I would say Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Um, yeah, I would put I would put C.J. McCollum um, at the three. Yeah, and then I would put that Booker and then Booker Paul George. and then George yeah. and then Donovan at six. Um. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, you can go both ways with a lot of these topics of, like, top five mm-hmm. in anything, oh, whether yeah. it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. Like, you can go top five in anything. <laughs> yeah, International Cricket League, anything. <laughs> Water polo. Yeah. <laughs> like, soccer. Yeah. Football. Like, f- football. Rugby. Ru- rugby. Um, um, professional uh, pool, ice skating, <laughs> yeah, anything. Um, we could keep going if you want us to. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Um, ping um, pong. <laughs> 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 uh, Rocket League, <laughs> Fortnite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can go top five in anything, and I feel like it mostly just is like personal preference. Yeah. But right now, you got to think the Jazz are the third best team record wise in in the NBA right now. And Donovan Mitchell is the best player on that team, so it's like, okay, why don't you put him at three, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what whoever that was was thinking. Probably, yeah. But they didn't really come down to the stats of it that Harden, Booker, McCollum, Beal, Beal George are all having better years than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is with the Jazz, they have so many other like supporting pieces, yep. supporting players. Yep. So while Donovan Mitchell is the best player, he's not doing it alone, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, yeah. Would yeah. you put him in your top five? I think I'd put him ab- above Paul George. Okay. Now. Okay, yeah. And that might not be the case in like a week. Yeah. But like <laughs> this week I'm putting him above Paul George. Right, okay. So I'd have him at my five. But I have the same list as you. Yeah. Um. Another thing, this is a hot take I just thought of. I was watching a YouTube video. I was watching the, what's that one House of Highlights basketball one? Through the Wire. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was watching Through the Wire. And Kenny on Through the Wire stated that he thinks the most clutch players in the NBA are Jamal Murray and Pascal Siakam. (laughs) Dude, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, you are an NBA analyst, and you think Jamal Murray and Pascal Siakam are the two most clutch players in the NBA right now with LeBron and Steph Curry and KD and Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Damian Lillard and Kawhi Leonard and even Jamal Murray's teammate Jokic aren't the most clutch players. But you put Pascal Siakam, who I love. Don't get me wrong. I love watching Pascal Siakam. But he is not a clutch I'm player. I'm trying to think of a clutch shot that Siakam has had, and I can't think <laughs> of it. There anything. was one in, like, the the finals. Yeah. But it wasn't even really, like, a clutch shot because I remember there was, like, two minutes left in the like... game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sitting there laughing. Like, in my bed, I was just like, what does he mean by this? Oh, like, man. is he meaning, like, under 25, like, under 26 dude, years old or what? Who knows? Because I watched the whole thing. He never <laughs> said anything about age. I'll give it to Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray yeah. hits clutch shots. You can make a case, a serious case for Jamal Murray. Especially in the playoffs last year and these past two games against the Suns. Mm-hmm. For sure, ja- Jamal Murray. Yeah, definitely. But Pascal Siakam? I, dude, I... I was just trying to think of one shot that he had that was clutch. I couldn't I, think of one. No. I couldn't even find one on the internet. Like, <laughs> oh, man. What what is he smoking? I don't know, dude. That's some, so weird. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh man. He's like, there's some people who just hit big shots, and Pascal Siakam is undoubtedly one of the best big shot hitters in the NBA. And I was like, really? You wouldn't pick Damian Lillard over Pascal Siakam by any means? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so weird. That reminds me of. Uh, I think it was. Oh, what's his name? Like Max Kellerman or something? Yeah, yeah. When they're like, you know, the game comes down to one shot. If one shot wins the game, who are you taking? Iguodala or Steph Curry? Yeah, dude, like, I saw this. Give me Iguodala. <laughs> yeah, dude, that like, was so funny. <laughs> he was dead serious. Yeah, too. they're like, no jokes. He's like, dude, Iguodala has got to be one of the most clutch players in NBA history. <laughs> yeah. I would way rather have Iguodala hitting the big shot than Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry's probably hit a lot of game winners in his days, but when it comes down to the final minutes, I want Andre Iguodala. Oh, gosh, yeah. He just gets it done on the floor. Steph Curry doesn't get it done. Yeah, what? <laughs> okay. I don't know. That that makes me laugh every time. Yeah, that was a bad oh. take by Max Kellerman. Bad take. <laughs> Horrible. All right, but do we have any more? It's funny. All right, let me take a look. Um, My mama don't like. Okay, you were making a case for Tyrese Halliburton as rookie of the year. Possible rookie of the year. Possible. I don't know. 
I mean, I think he's playing really well coming off the bench for the Kings. I mean, he's had mm-hmm. some injury problems now. But I don't know. It's like this rookie class is not very star-studded. It's like I think a guy coming off the bench could be rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, LaMelo's playing good. Don't get me wrong. He's first in everything. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. Well, this rookie class isn't very good. Well, so. a guy coming off the bench most likely will win rookie of the year. Because yeah. LaMelo, I think, is still coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, and then Edwards. Edwards is. and Wiseman's starting. Yeah, but. Give him that. I don't know. I don't think Wiseman has a huge case that can be made for him right now. No, not right now. Maybe sooner. Yeah. Like, in watch 10 more games and maybe. He's getting better every game. I'll give oh, him yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I think one of the best plays he's had all year wasn't anything fancy, but it was a play that reminded me of Giannis. He just grabbed the ball. He got a rebound, grabbed the ball, dribbled right down the floor, and just slammed it. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most impressive play that the Warriors saw of him all year. Oh, yeah. With the potential that he could have yep. to be possibly a guy who plays like Giannis. Seven foot. But I think Wiseman's got a better paint. What am I trying to say? Um, Offensive. Paint efficiency? Yeah. I think he's better in the paint than Giannis. Yeah. Well, um, like when he's posting up, let's say that. I don't want to say paint in general. Right, right. So when he's posting okay. up, I think he's better than Giannis. I can see that. Um, but then Giannis, of course, uh, I would say can move a lot better than Wiseman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just the one play that I saw of Wiseman, I was like, oh, that's a really good play. Yeah, exactly. Halliburton coming off the bench. I think the Kings will try and move Buddy Heald sooner or later. Yeah. His contract's really big. Yeah. It's like four years, $101 million or something. I think they'll try and move away from that because he's not playing great. I know, and he's and getting s- on the older side too. He's 27. Yeah. And start Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. and just see what they can do there. Right. Yeah. And like that. That's why I think Halliburton could be Rookie of the Year because I think they'll try and move Heald before the trade deadline. Yeah, I would. Oh, to, dude, I, I totally forgot. Uh, in that this is t- totally off topic, but uh, you're good. in that like top five shooting guards list, I would I would even put Zach Levine in there above oh, Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, you um, can make a case for that too. Yeah. Okay, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think Rookie of the Year can really go to anyone right yeah. now. Um, Whoever gets more minutes at this point. Pretty much, and yeah. right now it's LaMelo getting more minutes, but that's why I think Halliburton might be able to get more minutes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, and even that. Edwards, too. Yeah, Edwards could get more minutes. Yeah. Okay, and then the last thing we had um, was your Timberwolves starting lineup. Yeah, who I want to see. Yeah. I think their best potential for a starting lineup is D'Lo, obviously, Malik, Edwards, Jaden McDaniels slash Jared Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. depending on how they're playing at the time. Because I think McDaniels has got more of an upside right now, mm-hmm. but Vando really comes out and just busts his ass. Oh, yeah. Every single mm-hmm. play. And then Cat, obviously. They would have no defense. Zero <laughs> interior defense and zero perimeter defense. Right. Zero. But they need to make, like, 75% of their shots a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Definitely. they need to play crazy. That's why I say, okay, um, so Cat has been – he's been improving just, just this year on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would this is I would start Vanderbilt, but I would have McDaniels coming off the bench, like, sixth man maybe. Yep. But I would start Vando just because he works so hard that, like – 
that really comes in handy on the defensive end. And then have Okogie and Culver coming off yep. after them. For some extra defense, in Okogie at least. And then, yeah, I think you need to stop giving – Nas Reed's a really good player, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And so is Ed Davis. I mean, Ed Davis is yeah. – he's eh. Yeah. I think – but I think Jordan McLaughlin needs to be the backup point guard and move Rubio. Jordan McLaughlin is the most underrated player in the in the NBA. When he comes out onto the floor, he moves the ball like a six-year vet, and he's been in the. This is his second year. Mm-hmm. There's a third year, maybe. Yeah, dude, I. He I, moves I, the ball so well, like even just the game against the Magic a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. He came into the game with like a minute, nah, two minutes left, and it was a close game. The, I mean. The, the Magic were catching up, and I was like, oh, okay, McLaughlin's coming in. It can't be horrible. Mm-hmm. He came in, and I don't know who it was, but someone kicked him a pass, and Reed was cutting to the basket, and he just dished it to Reed. Mm-hmm. D'Lo would have just grabbed the ball and tried to shoot it oh, instead yeah. <laughs> of taking the easy two. Yeah. That's why I think McLaughlin coming off the bench and moving the ball well mm-hmm. is a g- great thing to have. Instead of Rubio running up the floor slowly walking yeah and passing then, and then just disappearing the rest of that possession pretty much like i don't know dude i was actually kind of excited when we got rubio back same now i'm not now he's been he's horrible. been declining every time ta- ever since he got to the timberwolves so yeah i would have and to agree his with contract you is huge yeah oh, it's huge don't even get me started on that crap <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's a huge contract yeah dude i think we just need to try to get rid of him while he still has some value you yeah know? honestly but, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else? No, that's it. It's the end of episode 26. Cool. All right. We will see you guys next week for 27.